You are listening to your new puppies podcast, starting you and your dog off on the right paw. Here's your host, Debbie Salento. Hello, and welcome to episode 55 of your new puppies podcast. I'm Debbie. And today I'm going to talk about the three skills that I want you to start from day one. Now, if you've watched my video series, The Three Phases to Bringing Your New Puppy Home, um, you know that I don't literally mean day one. <laughs> the first three days, your puppy's settling in and you don't want to if, if they're up for it, if they're confident and they're, they're doing well, then you can start these. But some dogs still need a little bit those three days to kind of like settle in and get used to their family. If you are preparing for a dog and you haven't listened to that series, you can find it right on my homepage, playtimepause.com and request the link to uh, watch. It's just three videos about the three phases to bringing your new puppy home. Okay, so... So these are just the three most important skills I believe a puppy should learn. And they were going to last throughout their adulthood. One is getting them used to being handled, which is part of their socialization as well. Teaching them attention. So to look at you when you say their name or another command, if that's what you choose. And impulse control, which is also known as frustration tolerance. Essentially, your puppy needs to learn that they can't have what they want when they want it. Of course, I'm going to go over why I think each of these are important. And then I will also give you a starting point to help you start to start you off because it's a process. It's training. It's something that you're going to work on and you're going to teach them throughout their lives. But I'll give you the first steps to help you out. Now, First, let's talk about handling. So this is something that we sometimes miss, but at the same time, we sometimes accidentally teach our dogs. Um, Us as humans, we're very handsy. We want to hug our dogs. We want to hold our dogs. We want to pick our dogs up. And in a natural world, our dogs don't necessarily like it or you're even used to it. So it's something we need to desensitize them to. So at the very least, they can tolerate it for many different reasons, okay? And this goes beyond just picking them up and hugging them. You want to be able to investigate their ears, look at their paws, put your hand in their mouth, tug on their tail. You want to desensitize them to all of those different things so they don't have bad reactions to them later on. The number one way a dog bites somebody is when they go for their collar. Because think about it, you know, when two dogs fight, that's the first thing they do is they go for their neck. So if we don't desensitize them to having their collar touched and grabbed, then they might react poorly to that, especially if it's a stranger or a child. If your dog is ever hurt, and you need to investigate their paw. You want them to already be used to that. An obvious one is grooming. <laughs> you know, you want your to be, if you need to clip your dog's nails, if you need to trim their hair, um, especially around the eyes, oh, you got to get them used to that now. Um, clean their ears, investigate their ears. If your dog starts shaking their head a lot, that's a sign that there's something going on with their ears. You need to be able to look in them without them struggling. Your vet 
will love you if your dog is used to being handled, checking their teeth, pulling things out of their mouths. All of these things are a benefit to this. Um, And the fact that it's not natural for them is why like getting in there and starting this from day one or day four or thereabouts is really important. So there's two things that I always teach my clients. The first is pass the puppy. That's where, you know, the family members sit on the couch, pick up the puppy and hold them. One person can maybe hold a bone or hold a Kong to distract the puppy while the other one pets him and then looks in the ear, you know, pets him a little bit and then like grabs at the paw. And not every person has to do every single like poking, you know, poke every single part of the dog's body, but you know, you do something and then the net, then then you pick up the puppy, you put him on the next person's lap. And that's why it's called pass the puppy. And then that person holds the bone or the Kong while the other person pets them. And then this person maybe, you know, plays with the tail or grabs the back paw or looks in their mouth. And then the other thing that I like to include is collar grabs. So the first few days, probably usually like a week or so, your puppy actually has to get used to wearing a collar. Um, so I would wait until like they're kind of more comfortable with the collar itself. But this is as simple as when you're petting your dog, just loop two fingers underneath the collar and then let it go. When you ask them for a sit before you give them the treat, reach down, loop two fingers underneath the collar, let it go and give them the treat. There's no pressure there. It's just getting them used to somebody reaching for their neck, somebody, you know, looping their fingers underneath their collar. This is going to help again to desensitize them, somebody reaching for their collar. And if you think about it, if you make grabbing their collar part of the sit, whenever your dog like kind of gets away from you and like maybe is running down the street and comes towards you, they're not gonna hesitate when you reach down for their collar because that's just part of the treat and then you gotta have a hold of them instead of them grabbing the treat and running. So that's the first one is the handling. Now, the second one is attention. Now, I just use your dog's name. And as their puppy, you got to teach them the name anyway. So that's where I really like to start. And this is just giving them a good association with you saying their name. When you say their name, you want them to look at you, right? Because to get your dog to do anything, you need their attention. Once they're, if they're looking at a squirrel and you're saying their name, they are not going to do what you ask them next. If they're chewing on a stick and you say their name and they don't look at you, they're not going to pay attention to you. If they're looking at you, then they're not paying attention to the squirrel. And you can now direct their behavior. Or you have more of a chance of directing their behavior depending on on the situation and what kind of training they've had. Let's put it that way. So that's why I really like to teach them when I say your name and you look at me, it's a good thing. So first of all, try to use their name in really positive situations and in positive ways. You know, when you're trying to get their attention, be playful, be excited. Our puppies are goofballs. That's That's the best way to get their attention because they're going to be like, play? And I know if you're you're not like a playful person, if maybe you're a little bit more serious, it will definitely feel more awkward to you. But I'm telling you, being more playful and a little bit goofy, you're going to notice a change in your dog listening to you before you even do any kind of training. So it's like, instead of Lucy, come, come, Lucy, it's Lucy, get over here. What are you doing? Come on. They're just going to be more likely to come to you because they're going to be attracted to that kind of uh, playfulness and attitude. 
the way I start to teach this with my clients is I use the name game. And essentially you start by having your dog in front of you and you just put a treat by your nose and you say their name. So you put the treat at your nose and you go, Lucy. And yes, they're probably already looking at you. And the reason why the treat's by the nose is to get their attention on you and your eyes. But that's the point. First, we want to lure them to look at you when you say it, and then they get the treat. Now, the next step to that is holding the treat all the way out to the side. So that's making it obvious, you know, you're going to draw their attention to your hand so that it's more exaggerated so you can really see when they look at you. And you do it there. You say her name playfully, and she only gets the treat when she looks at you. And that's the place to start there. And this will help you... The very first step to getting your dog to come when they're called is for them to be looking at you. If you ever want to interrupt a behavior like barking, if you playfully say their name, they're going to look over to you. Now their attention is on you and not whatever is out the window of what they're barking at. Then you can direct their behavior, whether it's call them to you, give them a treat, whatever it is. So the stronger we can get that command, the better. So I always start out with the name. You can move to a command like look at me. But if done correctly, I, like, for my dogs, it's still their name. Like, I never move away from that. Okay, so the third skill is impulse control. Now, this one's a little bit more difficult, and it's also much more involved because it is, like, uh, it's like an everyday habit, behavior. Um, It's part of their natural development as a puppy. So, essentially, we want to teach our dogs they can't have what they want whenever they want it, okay? Like this is, if we think about our children, they go through the same thing. We have to teach them the same thing. It's just a natural part of development. And for our dogs, sometimes it's a little harder because we can't explain to them why they can't have it. And then we feel bad and guilty, so we give it to them. And that just makes it all that much worse, right? Because if you think about the kid in the supermarket who's throwing a tantrum because he wants the candy, well, you know, that's frustration tolerance. He is genuinely upset that he can't have the candy, but he needs to learn that sometimes you can't have exactly what you want when you want it, right? That's part of their brain development that they need to learn. And, you know, as adults, hopefully we've learned that to some extent, depending on how good the chocolate is for me, but you know where I'm going with that. But we also know the very worst thing that we can do is give them the candy. And our puppies need to learn this the same exact way. In fact, if you have like a 12 or or 13 week puppy um, or even older, that's usually when this can start. If you've tried to like remove them from something that they really wanted or or telling them no when they really wanted to do something and maybe they're overtired or overexcited and they pretty much throw a tantrum. It looks like really excessive nipping to the point where I very often get the question, my puppy attacked me. He became very aggressive. And the important thing is here is like, yes, that is what it looks like. But it was a, it was a frustration and impulse control thing, not aggression. Again, totally normal part of their development. We just have to teach them that patience. You know, if we don't, then we have that dog that runs the household, that barks at you when he wants dinner or a treat or your attention, that is super pushy 
compared to a dog that might be a little bit more patient. That when maybe they want dinner, <laughs> for example, Mariah will pester me every single day right around dinner time. Sometimes it's an hour before, sometimes it's two hours before. And I tell her, no, go lay down. And she does. She, she literally lets out a huff. She really does like, oh. But she goes and she lays down because she has the patience to, even though she wants her dinner, she knows she has to wait for it. You can interweave this throughout your entire day as your puppy grows up, as your dog gets older. Like you can do this for the rest of their lives. But to start, first, crate training teaches this. You know, when our dogs, you know, no matter how well we assimilate them to a crate, there's always going to be a point where they cry and whine and want to get out because what they want is to be with us. Okay, so most of the time, this crying and whining isn't about, I hate the crate. It's about, I want to be with you right now and I can't be. And that is impulse control. That's frustration tolerance. That's exactly what we're talking about. You know, that's why in addition to potty training, crate training teaches our dog, one, it's okay to be without us. And two, whining does not get you what you want and out of that crate. That is also an underlying reason for separation anxiety to develop is this frustration tolerance. I want to be with my family and they're not here and I don't know how to handle it. And so it turns into the separation anxiety. There, it's not the only reason why it develops, but it's a big one. You know, as your puppy gets older and you do start do teaching um, commands and doing some obedience with them, um, leave it and stay are big impulse control, you know, can help a lot. You know, wait when they have to wait for their dinner or wait at the front door. Um, now, the simplest one, which you can definitely start from like day one, is I like to put a treat in my palm and close my fist. And you want to make sure that they know it's there because what's going to happen is your puppy's going to try to go for it. He's going to jump on your hand. He's going to nuzzle it with his nose. He might even chew on your fingers trying to get to it. And you hold still. And you hold that tree. You don't even have to say a word to them. In fact, don't say a word to them. As soon as they stop trying to get it, like they sit back just for a second, you give them the tree. And then you do it again. They're going to do They're going to go for it. And after four or five times, you're going to see they're going to start to catch on. When I stop going for the tree, then I get it. Okay. And when they get really good at that, you can hold your palm open with the, with the treat sitting in it because that's more tempting for them. And as soon as they go for it, you close it. And then you open up your palm again. And as soon as they sit back, they can have the treat. And to increase the challenge even more, if your puppy's doing really well, they just have to wait longer for it. Okay. That's a great place to start. And just like with any training and a young puppy, you're going to go super easy, super slow, and only do like small bursts, maybe five minutes of training at a time with any of these exercises that I talked about today. Okay, so those are the three most important skills that I think your puppy can learn. And that's why I recommend starting them from day one or thereabouts, day four, day five, um, but pretty early on is pretty much the point. So we wanna get them used to being handled, not just you know being picked up, being petted, but like being poked and prodded a little bit with their paws, their ears, their mouth. And playing past the puppy is a great way to start that. We wanna teach them to look at us when we say their name because the first step to 
any type of training is getting their attention so we can then direct their behavior. And then impulse control or frustration tolerance where they just have to learn like you can't have what you want the moment you want it. And all of these can just kind of be worked into your daily routine and daily training schedule. And that is all I have for you today. If you're enjoying this podcast, you can rate and review it, and that helps other dog owners find the podcast. If you want to continue training with me, I have both virtual and in-person sessions, so it doesn't matter where you are. And of course, my four-week puppy course for new puppy owners. You can check all of that out on my website, playtimepause.com. Thank you so much for listening. I'll be speaking with you soon. Bye for now.